0: Shalom alechem. Mishnu Yomi is continuing for the 9th of Nisan, this is Rabbi Kovacs, and we are starting the 5th chapter in Pesachim. It's a very exciting change of pace here. The first 4 chapters were dealing with Erev Pesach, what happens right before Pesach, and we're down to into various minhagim in the 4th chapter. And now we're talking about the actual Korban Pesach, the offering, the Paschal Lamb offering. It could be a lamb or a kid, we're going to see. And the first Mishnah in chapter 5 gets into the timing of when we bring the Pesach in that day. So Mishnah Aleph teaches tamid nishchat bishmona umechetze. The continual offering. Tamid is the daily offering. We learn about this in Vayikra chapter 6, Leviticus 6. The uh, daily offering was one lamb in the morning and one lamb in the afternoon. Here we're talking about the lamb in the afternoon, because it says that this tamid, this lamb, was slaughtered at eight and a half hours into the day. And these days are halakhic days, where you take the daylight hours, divide by twelve, to get the length of each hour. So eight and a half hours into the day is already well into the afternoon. The karav, and it's actually brought burnt on the altar at nine and a half hours into the day. The Tzmidim are carbonate Ola, the Ola goes up on the Mizbeach, everything is burnt on the altar. And we also see it takes an hour, the Rav Nura says, it takes an hour to actually prepare the Tamid to be burnt. We're going to read all about this in Kojim, in Tamid, There's actually a Mesechta called Tamid, which is everything you wanted to know about the continual daily offering, and we're afraid to ask. We are going to answer all those questions we get to Tamid in a few years. So this first din, the eight and a half hours, that's a, that's a normal day. The Mishnah continues, You move it up an hour earlier. Whether this day is a weekday or a Shabbat, we go one hour earlier to give time for the Pesach offering the Paschal Lamb. Now, the Mishnah brings an exception. If the 14th of Nisan is a Friday, so again, the carbon tamid, the afternoon portion of the daily offering, is brought at six and a half hours into the day. And then the tamid is burned on the altar at seven and a half hours, and then they start bringing the carbon pesach. Now, the reason for this switch in time is what the partner explains, that the tamid offerings, the morning and afternoon continual offerings are kind of bookends. So we don't bring any offerings before the morning tamid and we don't bring most offerings after the afternoon tamid. So on a normal day, we wait until eight and a half hours into the day to bring that afternoon closing offering so that people have time to bring nadarim, nidavot, nizirut offerings, the things that they've pledged during that day. But in Erev Pesach, we bump it up an hour so there's time to slaughter the carbon Pesach. It's one of the exceptions that's brought after the afternoon Tamid. And then if it's Erev Shabbos, we need to not only slaughter the carbon Pesach, we need to roast it before Shabbos comes in. Because while we eat the carbon Pesach on Friday night after nightfall, we cannot roast the carbon Pesach after nightfall. The roasting does not override Shabbos. When Erev Pesach, the 14th of Nisan, is also Erev Shabbos. The Barton also explains the six and a half hours into the day is when afternoon really begins, when the shadows start tilting towards afternoon. And this is also the time of prayer for the afternoon prayer for mincha. What we call mincha is to uh, the tamid, the earliest time of the tamid of the afternoon offering, it was six and a half hours into the day. That's what we call mincha gedola, the earliest time to pray the afternoon prayer. We also mentioned this in the fourth chapter of Brachot, Tefillah Tashachar, about when we daven, and we talked about there that the Avot, Avraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, they established the concept of tefillah, of prayer, but the actual timing of the prayer every day is in accordance with the daily offerings in the temple. Now, Mishnah Bet introduces us to a concept of lishma, of for the right purpose, for the right intention, that many of the activities around karbanot, around the offerings in the temple, had to be performed with awareness and intent that these activities fulfill the purpose and are for the specific type of offering being offered. After all, a lamb or a goat, it could be a Pesach, it could be a shlamim, it could be an Ola. So the Kohen and the other people involved in the service have to have awareness and intention for the correct type of offering. So Mishnah Beit reads a Pesach, the Paschal Lamb, Sheshatu Shalodishmo, it was slaughtered for the wrong purpose. The Kibil, or he accepted, received the dripping blood in a klee, the or walked that blood to the altar, Vizarak, or threw that blood on the altar Shalodishmo for the wrong purpose. Oh Lishmo or he partially did it for the right purpose for the Pesach, and other activities were done for the wrong purpose, or he started off with the wrong intent and then later corrected himself and in the later activities had a correct intent for Pesach, puzzle. if there's any invalidating intent for a different offering, this Pesach is no good. Now the Mish explains what's an example of a not-for-the-right-intent Intention here, keitzel What does it mean it was for the right purpose and also not? L'shem Pesach, L'shem Shlamim. He did one of the activities, for example, the slaughter, with a Pesach in mind. And then the next activity, L'shem Shlamim, for a Shlamim, a peace offering. So he did one of the other of these critical avodot, the Shechita, the Kabola, the Halacha, the zrika. Uh, mm-hmm. for the wrong intention. Then he's trafed up his, L'Havdil, trafed up his... um. Pesach. Similarly, the Mishnah says, "What's well, an example of not for the right intent and for the right intent. If we started off intending a shlamim, then later intended a pesach, doesn't fix it. Now, the Mishnah says, Shlamim, because you might have thought a shlamim is not such, so different than a pesach, because we're going to learn a leftover pesach that was not used on the 14th of Nisan can actually be recycled into a shlamim which is not typical of other offerings. Of course, it also messes up the Pesach. If he had intention that it's an Ola or a Hatas or a, a Nazir's carbon or any, anything else, will uh, any mispurposed, misdirected intention regarding the Pesach will mess up his Pesach. It's a, an important Hashkafic point. It's, it's a real, we can learn from this, that when we're working on something very critical and something critical to our spiritual development, we need to have the right intent when we start and in the middle and carry it through to the end. Shabbat Shalom.